0: If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It, it's, it almost feels weird to be doing this on the correct day now. We've done it for oh. so the last few weeks where we missed the actual day, but you're here. It's Thursday. You're listening to the far end of the bench because you're a loyal bench warmer and you're telling your friends you're just following the podcast everywhere at FEOTB Pod, subscribing to the YouTube channel. And now here we sit. Um, For as bad as the predictions were for the round before, Nico actually nailed this one. Uh, uh, no, I, I, you,
1: you, got the, you got the final correct. I did not, but. I picked FAU, so you did have San Diego State. So that looked a little bit better, prettier. But, yeah, your bracket, I think, still did bear in mind mine in general. So
0: it, it wasn't by much. I will say that Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant here, episode 132 of the far end of the bench. Uh, we're obviously going to recap the national championship or what was – Supposed to be the national championship. Both national championships too.
1: Yeah, both national championships.
0: Yep. No, I I saw the controversy. That's uh, one of the math teachers on – the math teacher on my team at school is a basketball coach. So she's been very into making sure that not only do I know about the men's tournament, I know about the women's tournament. And, uh, yeah, LSU Iowa, one of the weirdest beefs that we've seen for quite some time, but it played itself out on the the women's floor – in that tournament, and then obviously Masters coming up. If you're watching on YouTube, which everybody should leave a like on the video, comment, subscribe. It is Masters Week. It is Masters Week. I'm gonna have to take a look at the field because uh I watched like three episodes of full swing, and it's really me.
1: good. I love it's, it. It's
0: good, it's but I, good. I get bored. I got bored on the Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. Hey, hey Scotty won me
1: a lot of money last year. That's all I'm gonna say. So he's just I like, will- I will be back like, with my part two of picks later on. You'll have to tune in because I'm hot when it comes to betting on golf. And I won 90 bucks on the national championship covering like four different things. So I'm hot, boys. That's all I'm going to say. I'm hot.
0: I just can't get it. Like Scotty Scheffler is just like rice pudding. There's nothing to him. It's just very bland, he's vanilla. He's a good
1: guy. He's, a, good he's guy. a
0: very good guy, which makes for awful television. I love the Brooks Kepka episode where he's like – God, I don't even. He's just the biggest bro. I feel like he should have played lacrosse instead of golf. That's what he should have been doing. He's like, oh no, I can't. I mean, maybe I'll dye my hair because when you you're the best for so long, you know, you know what I mean. Well, you probably don't know what I mean, but you know, you know, like you have some idea. It's it's ridiculous. So we'll talk all about that, and then obviously, um, try and keep up with the NBA. And NHL playoff standings and where things are. We're gonna get to NFL next week. Masters takes precedent. It is the actual weekend. I know earlier on, if you've been following the show for a while, we've done this is our technically our fourth Masters because they had the one in the fall and then the two in the spring.
1: So yeah, this will be our fourth,
0: fourth Masters. We didn't have Jeremy on. We we already used up enough of his time for the March Madness show, but Let's, let's start there.
1: Attendance, by the way, Um, something that I will be uh, applying for every year from, for the rest of my life now to get tickets. So. (laughs) And he wanted to draw. Probably we need
0: him to come on afterwards, like recap his experience. Even if it's just for 15 minutes, that's, that's what we need to do. That's we can talk about that off air. Let's go back to Saturday night. Uh, Actually, do you want to go? To this
1: women's semifinal, also yeah. Let's but. let's talk about let's talk about the women's um, side first because I think that's where the big the biggest story of college basketball the, the quote unquote biggest story sports story of the weekend. Look, I know WrestleMania was going on, but the biggest sports story of the weekend was the women's basketball championship and, and the women's final four and and we'll, we'll get to what happened here in a minute, but. What, what these ladies showed and and this past weekend is a kudos to their playing level and, and how much dedication they put in and their skill level ha- has jumped so damn high like I, I I'm not trying to make this sound bad at all when I say this but <clears throat> the women's game was not something that that normal people would watch 10 15 years ago Plain and simple like like the women's basketball is not where it's at right now was is, was nowhere near where it's at right now. And right now, Sunday night national championship was must watch TV. Like it, it was, it was that good of a game, that big of a storyline. And what these women did, Kaylin Clark, Angel Reese, and company did, it is going to move the game so much farther than anyone can ever imagine.
0: If you really want to shove it to the, the people who say women's, women's sports aren't as good, uh, Kaylin Clark in this entire tournament, scored more points than the entire Iowa offense for the entire season. Football offense, yeah. Yes, the football offense. Back, uh, We watched them all fall. We talked about it all fall. They can't Pretty sure there's
1: more points in this score. tournament. Not yeah, just no, that's season. what I'm saying. Yeah, not yeah the, that's, that's just the season. The, the three saying.
0: games, the quarterfinals, semis, and finals, she outscored the Iowa offense for the season. It helps when you drop 40 a game very She she dropped something crazy in the championship, even though they it's lost 30 and too. 15.
1: Right? It was thirty and fifteen. She only dropped thirty, but she had fifteen assists, and she also played four fouls for the whole for majority of the second half.
0: Yeah. No, we should definitely <laughs> talk about that too. I saw you going off on on Twitter at F E O T B Pod. Uh, I saw the videos of how the LSU coach was behaving, and first off, like what. What point do you say a coach should be penalized because they're actually taking away from like the game? I know that the contact with the referee should have been automatic. Maybe they're thinking it's heat of the moment kind of stuff. As somebody who played in a basketball game, I think it's a little bit different because I'm just not used to having coaches that close. At what point should a coach be told, hey, sit down, you're not a part of this?
1: they should have been told multiple times i think the inconsistency was a problem first of all that's who that's who that's who the lsu coach is Plain and simple she's she's eccentric she wears these outstanding outfits every single game that's just the way she is right it, it's like dealing with i can't think it off the top of my head but uh, dealing with a very good coach that's just eccentric that just happens and but the inconsistency in in and what was allowed and what was not allowed was the biggest problem by far and away the biggest problem First of all, like like I said, we can talk about Caitlin Clark and Sonona, Sonona I think was her last name, Sonona, the, 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 um, the big woman for or the big girl for uh, Iowa. Who I think it was number 20-something. Um, both were in foul trouble. Two fouls in the first five minutes. Angel Reese, also MVP of the, the Final Four. Uh, actually, I don't know if she's MVP. I think she was because she won. Was also at two fouls in the first quarter. People tuned into that game to watch these women go to work. I did not come to watch the the, the second string spot, stringer's for Iowa. I came to watch Kaelin Clark versus Angel Reese. Plain and simple, and, and, and the referees decided that they that they, that they are going to show that they're bigger than the game, right? This is this is one of the biggest moments, as as weird as it sounds and, and as as pitiful as this may sound, it's one of the biggest moments in, in women's in women's sports history. Because of, the, because of the extent of, of the viewership and how much the game is going to grow off of this one game and this one Final Four. Like, like next year's March Madness for, for women's game, we'll probably have to do a back challenge for that because you have Paige Buckets coming back. You have Angel Reese, Kalen Clark. You have all these incredible women also coming back for another year because the WNBA doesn't allow anyone that's not a graduate of college to go to the WNBA. Weirdly enough, I know it's it's inconsistent. Whatever, but either way, I I I just I just think it's bullcrap that they decided that they're going to make the game about themselves. No one came to watch you. Plain and simple. This is the national championship. This is this is uh, eight million viewers on ESPN, uh, of, of mo- multiple millions of viewers across social media watching the highlights of this game. This game isn't about you. You look at the men's game, right? Like 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 every single. March Madness game, the men's game, from from the first round on, they mostly let the boys play. They Ooh, mostly did because –
0: Tennessee took full advantage too.
1: Took full advantage. They let the boys play because they realized, you know what, I'm going to let these dogs fight, and I'm going to let the best dog win. Plain and simple. And, and, and look, this is no discrediting LSU's championship. They were a hell of a team. The, the one girl hit like eight threes, I believe, in the, in the championship game. Like it, they were, they were one of the best teams, top to bottom. There's no doubt about that in the country. Well coached, well put together team. But the fact that that was the main, the main, the main, uh, the, the main thing about the game until the end of it, uh, um, um, main news story about the game until the end of it, is, is, is pitiful for a national championship. Absolutely pitiful. You can't see me. You and, can't see me. Well, let's let, we can we can dive into this. First of all, people misconstrued my my tweet when I when I tweeted about. I have no problem with it. I love the talking shit. I love her smoking a cigar in the locker room like Joey. That's B. the LSU. That's the LSU it's way just, now. That's just the LSU way. I loved every second of it. But Kayla Clark dropped thirty and fifteen on your head. Like this is this is this is this this, this like I I. I and Kaylin Clark said it past, She's like she deserves to talk shit. She absolutely does. Angel Reese deserves to talk shit, and she had all the right to. And I love it. I love that's 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 where the men's game is at. You see, you see Austin Reese and Patrick Bailey doing the two small thing to one another every other night. Like like that's just that's just the competitiveness of it. And I love every second of the competitiveness. The competitiveness, but the game was over. It's it's like five seconds left. The girl just dropped thirty and fifteen on your head. The only person that was able to stop her the whole tournament was the referees because she had four fouls. I, I mean, like, like I said, it it, it was just funny. I, I just think it's funny. That's all I'm gonna say is that Kaylin Clark Revenge Tour will be coming. That's all I'm gonna say. I think Kaylin Clark Revenge Tour will be coming. Uh, but look, Angel Reese had all the right to do what she did. She averaged a double double in 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 the in in the, the tournament. That is unheard of, right? That is unheard of in the women's game. And what she did consistently, consistently throughout the whole tournament, was something to be to be um, honed in on. And she absolutely deserves to talk all that shit. But come on now, like it's it's like it, like this is this is the best way for me to put it. When 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 the Warriors whooped LeBron's ass in the finals, right in the finals after the year after they came back from three one and they had KD. You didn't see Steph Curry doing the too small thing on him at the last five seconds of game set or game five after a four-one win, right? You didn't see LeBron one-man team over there try to try to have a Herculean effort to get the team back, and you didn't see because Steph was most honed in on I I am solidifying my legacy, I am solidifying myself as a champion. That's what Angel Reese could have done, but says she she decided to to, to 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 do what she did. Which, like I said, I'm very important how I say this. I'm still saying it, I have no problem with. It. I love the shit talking, but it could have just done, been done better. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: As someone who likes to run his mouth quite a bit, which you're well aware of, I I definitely can't be a hypocrite at this moment and say no, don't do anything. I think it was it's great. I mean,
1: it's great for the game. It's great people
0: watch. You. It's yeah. like WWE. People watch WWE because they want. You know, they want to see the reaction. They, half of it is the talking. I know everybody says they complain about the talking. Half of it's the talking. You need a storyline. And if you have storylines, that drives viewers. Okay. The only reason we talked about the women's tournament two years ago is because they put them up in some shithole in, I can't even remember where, in Florida or whatever. Yeah. And it, and it was awful. That was the only reason we talked about it. It wasn't who was playing well in the tournament. It wasn't who the final four or any of their games even matching I bet you they could have put on CFL football and the ratings would have been fairly similar two years ago in this women's tournament. And now we're at the point where this—this this is what happens. Like you have they are, they are alpha, the alpha females. Yeah, no, yeah, alpha females them. fighting over something that they covet, and they know that they want to win. And like you said, they're going to be there to try and win multiple. So now LSU, you got a chance to try and go and, and take it back. Like that's. That's the cool thing about the women's game. As as out there and as, as crazy as March Madness is for the men's side, the women's game, you kind of get these yeah, dynasties. Years, yeah. You just get, yeah, you get like dynasty after dynasty. This team is dominant for however long. It was like Tennessee, UConn, maybe a little bit, you know, LSU, South Carolina. South Carolina
1: especially. Uh, SEC, a little bit dominant slightly, but... Yeah, I, it's I, good.
0: I think it it, it was great. great, and I'm I'm glad that we're talking about it, and I'm glad that it's worth being talked about. I did, we we didn't not talk about the women's tournament a couple years ago because we didn't care, but like I don't want to fake my way into talking. I don't want to fake my way into caring about something and, and fake like it's important enough to to talk about on 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 anything. Like that's I, I,
1: Absolutely, and and what these girls did this past this past weekend, and what they've done the whole tournament, has made it must watch TV, right? Like like like, there is no doubting the skill level has increased the last couple of years, and no doubting how great the last couple final fours has been. Heck, a friend of our show, his sister won the national championship at Stanford a couple of years ago, and we still barely talked about it. But but what 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 this is showing is is the level the women's game, not only basketball but soccer in general, has grown has absolutely grown. And these women deserve our praise. These women deserve our, 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 our gratitude and, and how well they play and how skilled they are because they've done such a great job. And, 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 look, I, I, I don't know what the numbers are um, off the top of my head of, of, of women's sports in general and the activity of, 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 of which sport is the most successful in terms of um, playing at the little, lower level up to the highest level. But I think basketball is one of the sports that is growing. Right? Obviously, soccer is number one. But basketball is coming up right as number two along with hockey, along with um, softball. Of uh, Being the sport that women want to play, that, that these great athletes are being like, yeah, I want to be um, like Brianna Stewart. Yeah, I want to be like Sue Bird. Yeah, I want to be like Diana Taurasi. It's great to see. It's absolutely great to see. A guy, a guy like myself that just lives and dies the game of basketball during this time of the year, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it thoroughly.
0: Uh, we're gonna move off of this after we're we're gonna go talk about the men's side because I want to get to the final four. I actually watched a decent majority of, of the final four at my event on Saturday, but I just since we were talking about it, uh, you have a guess. You want a guess? Or you want me to just tell you how many viewers the final got on Sunday, or do you know?
1: I do not know. If I know I was one of them, but I don't know if that's on my head. 9.9 nine million? Nine
0: million viewers. Oh,
1: that's awesome. That's it is so awesome. the
0: most. Viewed NCAA women's basketball final in television history, I'm pretty safe I'd to say that it's probably the most viewed women's final, NCAA final period. Probably women's, regardless of
1: women's basketball game,
0: right? I, I know, yeah. no offense
1: to the WNBA, but I would take a wild guess that is right up there with it, if not number one.
0: Yeah, uh, it was great. And speaking of must see TV, I need to talk about this FAU San Diego State game. I was texting you kind of throughout it. Um, that was absolute madness, like absolute This madness. is why we
1: live in March. This is why we do shows a day late because of, of our sleep schedules and how much sports we watch. It's yeah. because of days like that.
0: So here's my experience. I sit down. I, I'm going to dinner. We were going to an awards banquet for one of the other teachers at school, and the school happened to be paying for a dinner. So we sit down. It's an Italian joint, so I'm in my comfort zone. I pick the seat right in front of the TV because I'm no dummy. If it's a work event, I, I don't want to have to talk and make small talk all night. I can, We can all just sit there and look wow. up at the screen. I sit down, and FAU, I think at that time, was up by 12. And it was about a quarter of the way into the second half. As I sit there, I, appetizers come out. I look up. Okay, it's an eight-point game. Plate, plate gets set down. Oh, shit. It's a three-point game. I have not seen San Diego State lead this game at all. Oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? And it was the end of our meal. The end of our meal. It's 70, 72, 71 to 70, FAU is leading. All of a sudden, there's an inbound pass. A shot goes off. It was almost like nobody expected it from FAU's side, which in that situation, I don't know how you don't expect him to run down and shoot you left the door open just enough and as good as a season like fau won 30 games on this season they had a, games, a the cinderella run all the way through the tournament they put themselves in the exact right position to win it and they just forgot to close close the door and They about and, and
1: what month it is that's possible they forgot talk about
0: goes. talk about the poise you have to have as a college oh, kid to in, in nrg stadium a place that doesn't get basketball played in a lot Playing basketball like, in stadium,
1: yeah.
0: playing basketball in the stadiums weird enough as it is. you're gonna sprint down the court and take the biggest shot of your life up to that point, and it's for a championship. you you make it your or not championship to get to play for the championship. I'm getting it was so epic. i I wanted it to be for something. You get a trophy, but that you know, it's the final four. It's like it, it's a participation award. It, it's the coolest moment that I can remember. Like I just wish. Know if you know me, you wish you know, I wish I was in the booth, I was on the call for San Diego State at that point. Because I, if it was the radio, I would have absolutely lost my mind. I haven't, I should have, I just totally slipped. I should have gone and listened back to their radio announcer for the Aztecs, but I I just can't imagine it was anything short of you know, this famous syllables. Oh my god, what did I just witness?
1: Did Jim Nance's final. Final Final Four as well on the call too was incredible and and the pure shock look that building has has hosted the one of the biggest shots of college basketball history Chris Jenkins Villanova against North Carolina was in that same building I believe it was six seven years I, ago that was our
0: no that was our senior year of high school
1: same 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 building and, and and to have that go down like you said the poise. Um, to, to, to slow the ball down, realize you you could take this one on one. You're gonna have a chance to win this with one shot. Is is incredible for what San Diego State did. Like I said, they never they look. They were an underdog on and most of the games they played. I want to say 95%. Maybe they weren't an underdog against Furman, but they're they were underdog against majority of the teams they played this this tournament. And to do that against FAU, obviously had all these wins and were leading most of the game. Like I said, you when you leave a door open like that in March. Things are bound to happen. Like like, like one of the biggest what-ifs in sports history, not just college basketball history, is the Gordon Hayward shot. There was a door open, and, and Gordon Hayward banked it, almost banked it in um, against Duke to win the national championship for Butler back in, I think it was 2010 or 2009, whatever it was. And th- th- we saw it right here in what San Diego State was able to do in the last minute, and like I said, it's, it's why you watch these games. It's why you watch yeah. these games. <laughs> Here's
0: something crazy. There are as many NCAA tournaments as I know you've watched, and, ha- and that they've had. That is the first buzzer beater to win in regulation. It wasn't. They've had buzzer beaters to tie and go to overtime, but that was, was the, the final first four. Buzz-
1: the final four.
0: Yeah, to get to the
1: championship. The it
0: was the first. Yeah.
1: Okay, the buzzer four, yeah. beater. Because obviously, there's been buzzer beaters every other round, but
0: but it's yeah. it, it, they were talking about it on the show that I was listening. They're like, oh, I've I've heard. I remember buzzer beaters. Yeah, the buzzer beaters normally. Uh, it was weird that they were only down. One point, you normally down two to three. You have to make the shot to even get the chance to go into overtime. Now that was I mean, <clears throat> it's basically <throat> a, a, NHL playoffs. You got to score and then you got to get the hell out of there because <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, yeah stormed we storm the we, field a few times. Storming the court would be something like I just I it just hot makes hot me I, I, I want to so badly just. Be back in that moment. I want to be an NCAA athlete again. I can't play basketball for anything. Can't play for shit. I have eligibility left, though. And if I can get, you know, Actually, I'll be
1: the blue I guy. Do too.
0: Yeah, no, if you didn't play it, yeah. You, you
1: have NCAA I didn't eligibility. I not play all four years
0: exactly. I'm just saving it. I'm, I'm going to use it in the right spot. I'm trying to be smart with the our grad it. The place wants
1: for. to apply for our grad school so we can go play ball at? Like, let us know. We'll be. But they need to have, like,
0: I need to be guaranteed that I get a run play to the time. final four. Yeah. Well, no, I don't even need play. I don't want play time. I technically want to be the towel boy or the manager. I, I just want to be on the bench so that I could be a part of, of storming the, the court once that that shot goes in. Um, I think that's pretty much all the good things that we're going to say about San Diego State. So let's move on to what became the monster of this tournament. And I don't think that there could have been a more emphatic way for them to finish this thing off. The UConn Huskies in this, in the final four beat Miami 72 to 59 and then take down San Diego state in the national championship, 76 to 59. I think probably the highest margin of victory walking through the tournament for quite some time. I'm not going to say ever, but just in, in recent memory at least. And really they, they showed that nobody was really that all that close.
1: And and look, they, they, it's not like they didn't face anybody. They faced Gonzaga. They faced, um, Arkansas, who knocked off the reigning champs. Like they faced a lot of good teams on their way here. Yeah, they were the favorite, big time favorite coming into the lead eight with all four number one seeds out. That's that's plain and simple. As a four seed, it's weird to say, but they were the overwhelming favorite going into the lead eight. But it is the first time since 2019 Villanova that a team has won by double-digit points in every single round of the tournament on their way to the championship. First time since 2019 Villanova. This is not a crooked shot. It was a few years after it, and and it's it's like I said, what Dan Hurley has done with that program with Sonogo and and, and, and uh, Jackson over the point guard. That 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 program is just built. Like there is there is zero denying zero 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 denying the uh sorry my phone's losing my mind
0: that is so. Uh, that's so you <laughs> yeah the a little lacrosse stick out of the way to hang up your phone
1: sorry no no yeah my my, my fault but the uh i was the, working
0: uh, on the webbing i needed a yeah good i was,
1: was check out the, the string uh, um uh no, no free shout outs roll woods but the uh yeah like i said oh, uh, oh yeah this the, look this yukon team is a dynasty Plain and simple. They're a dynasty. They're the only team that, that has won five championships since 1999. Not Duke. Not North Carolina. Not Kentucky. Not Villanova. Not Kansas. The Yukon Huskies. And, and look, they rebuild quicker than anyone, right? This team, after, after uh, winning the championship with Shabazz Napier and, with, and Kevin Olley, that program was one of the worst teams in college basketball. They moved to, I think it was the ACC, I, I believe so. Or, may, or maybe it was AAC. conference say. AAC, right? They moved to the AAC. And then they come back this year, the first year back in the Big East, which I think – I'm biased because I love the Big East tournament more than anything. The Big East tournament is, is, is right up there with the, nation, with, with the March Madness tournament in terms of tournaments that are must-watch. And the Big East continues to put out champion after champion. And going back there, dominating, dominating – the, the 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 their 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 way through the national championship and honestly fall, losing a second round matchup against Marquette in the Big East tournament where you're like, oh this team is not what they were at the beginning of the year. And then then something clicked. It's like they needed that loss in the Big East tournament to be tested, right? Dan Hurley used that as as firepower, used that as 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 a will to 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 move forward. And I cannot commend enough what the ZoeCon team did.
0: Uh, loss. I mean, losing teaches you way more than than the winning does. It shows you where you're weak and where you're vulnerable. And if you win all the time, like if you dominate, it's the curse of Gonzaga. When you dominate your conference and you have nobody except for maybe a St. Mary's team every other year that can show you your weaknesses, show you your flaws and exploit it, you're never going to correct them because you you think, oh, I can just I'm Drew Timmy. I'm going to rub my mustache and score some points. Or I'm you know, uh, UConn is. They needed that. And absolutely. Absolutely. It's, absolutely. it sucks because, you know, Raleigh's family is not happy, especially that UConn was the one that ended up winning the championship and their team got dominated in the second round. Definitely not going to be invited back now. But it was good for them, and it's – Big East basketball makes sense. I, I wish they kind of still – I kind of wish they still had the Big East in football. They've split that conference into so many different ones now that they can't really even put it back together. But – Big East basketball—it's synonymous. Like college sports, you think of Big East basketball, you think, you think of, you of SEC think of football, yeah, you know when, ACC the same, baseball.
1: The, the same way you think of all what you just said. I mean, like I said, the Big East—you think of Mass Square Guard, you think of Cardiac Kemba, you think of uh, um, all the different programs that have either come and go. Right, the St. John's who have not been good in a while, the Georgetown's with AI Patrick Ewing and Company. You ha- now have you had the Villanova dynasty of the 2010s. Now we see UConn back again, right? The Big East is the who's who. There's no power five in college basketball. There's a power six. And that six team is not the Big East. It is maybe the SEC as the sixth team, as the sixth best conference. Like, it, yeah. like that's how. No, it's probably the ACC. The ACC fucking sucked this year. The ACC but was
0: not good this year.
1: Yeah. In general, like you said, it's the Big East is always one of the top two, top three conferences in terms of college basketball every year. And UConn getting back, so the Big East showed that them getting tested and what Dana Early has brought to that program helped them so much in dominating their way to a national championship.
0: I missed the easiest one for me, Big Ten wrestling. It's like Big East basketball is Big Ten wrestling. It's a religion. That's all they think about. And, yeah, I, even I knew Patrick Ewing played played basketball in the Big East when he was in college. Um, overall, who are you, besides Yukon? who are you most impressed with throughout the tournament? And then we'll go ahead. We're going to review reveal our winner, and I'm going to try and figure out a way to reach out to you via social media. If you I can't get in contact with you, then I guess you don't get your free shirt. And gift card, but we will reveal our winner. But first, we're going to get uh, the biggest surprise, most impressive surprise outside of the national champion, Yukon Huskies.
1: I think the biggest surprise has to be the the level of college basketball. Right? You had the top four. You had Bama. You had Houston. You had Kansas. And you had um, uh, not Marquette. Who the, was the other one seed? Oh my god, I'm blanking. Oh, Purdue. All were like, yeah, these guys can win the national championship in a year like none other. We, 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 in all seriousness, no one had any idea how this was going to end. Some people thought, "Yeah, UConn has a chance, right?" They were good all year, but no one was like, "Ah, UConn's an overwhelming favorite as a four seed." Not many people, whatever. Like people that picked UConn's in their national championship brackets, they were like, "Yeah, maybe they can do it. Maybe I'm from Connecticut. I like watching Kemba. Is, is Kemba still on the team eight years later? Like, I guess I'll pick UConn, right?" That's how it was. And the level of college basketball is is even out. And this is why I'm so big on college football expanding the, to twelve teams. Even with the NIL, even with all the powerhouses of college basketball, you still have San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, and fucking Yukon uh, uh, um, um, in the Final Four, right? Not Texas, not Florida, or not Florida, but not one of the Big Florida schools. Uh, um, not 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 California or. Uh, technically, California. You know what I'm talking about. Small schools, not big schools in big states, and and that is the greatness of college basketball. Because yeah, we didn't have Duke versus North Carolina, Villanova versus um fucking who the hell they played last year, whatever, Kansas. But you had four teams that were well coached, well put together, and that's that's the that's the pity of what college basketball has become. And, and I, like I said, there's a reason why I love this term every year, no matter how it ends out. How it ends out, even if if you can their way to a national championship, I still loved every second of it, and the 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 um, the objectivity and the 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 realization of this is well, any of these sixty-four teams can win, any of them. You don't think that Fairly Dickinson thought they could win? Yeah, right. Like I, so when I say any uh, technically sixty-eight, any of these sixty-eight teams think that they can make a run, and and college basketball, college football, there's probably two teams that think they can make a run. And and two teams that get lucky to get in, that's that's why college basketball is so so much far ahead than the bowl season college football. I know we both love bowl season, we do. But there, but as uh, what Tuesday night Outback Bowl game does not compare to the first round Furman fir, fir, uh, fir, versus Virginia game winner. It doesn't. Plain and simple, and the excitement that it comes from. You have to give meaning to these games, and that's what college basketball has done, and I hope college football can eventually do. I think we're moving towards that.
0: Um, <clears throat> I think. We're in a good place. You want to give me a, a little drum roll so I can re- announce our winner Ooh. of the free VSN shirt and $25 Visa gift card bracket name, cheap sheet, cheap seats, Adam with a whopping thousand points. And Yukonnet is not as his national champion looks like Ace a Creason or AC Reason 89 is the name underneath it. Reach out to us. Make sure you're following all our platforms at FEO pod, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and then uh, reach out to us via DM. We'll get in contact with you, figure out where we're gonna send your shirt, what size you need, and where we're sending your gift card. But that is our champion this year. Nico, I know you were disappointing with your uh, performance, but out of when you have a th- group of thirty plus people, you have to have people that make up the bottom. I w- I finished twenty eighth. You were let's see. You actually finished better than me still. You were you finished fifteenth.
1: That's 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 halfway respectable, I guess.
0: It's yeah. You <laughs> After mean, you what have- happened
1: last year, look, I can't win every year. I have to spread the love. I have to spread the love.
0: You had a hundred more points than me, and you're like eight spots. I don't. I don't I'm not happy about it's, that. It's, now
1: it's it's like golf. It's the tiebreakers. It's not eight spots. It's it's one uh, one one millimeter of a difference.
0: Uh, uh, that that I'm not happy about that. I need a better performance in one of these things. I need to win one at some point. It is my show, too. Um, <clears throat> let's go to the NBA. I think it's an easy transition to go from college to the pros. NBA, we had one new development. I don't know. You, you probably know more than me if we have more news stories to talk about. One thing that I'm seeing here looking at the standings, Milwaukee clinched the best league, best record in the league. So they are technically, if they did a full 16, they just took the top 16, they would be the number one overall. Right now they sit with a 58 and 22 record and are seven and three in their last 10, Boston, Philly, Cleveland, New York, Brooklyn, the same that we've been talking about last for, for last week. What does PB stand for? Ah. And then uh, the other big other new thing in the East was that Atlanta, Toronto and Chicago all clinched the playing game. Uh, We're still looking game and a half. Game and a half decides whether Joel Embiid sees his daddy in the first round or if he gets to go the easy way and see Brooklyn in the first round. There, I, there's still a possibility. Yeah,
1: it'd be funny if Ben Simmons was playing for Brooklyn still, um, but they've already shut him down for the season. So that that would be add a little bit fun. I uh, need his
0: I need his life where I can just make hundreds of million millions of dollars he, and he, claim that my mental space isn't working and I can't work got be the number long. one
1: pick be the number one pick in, in your draft and then and then not play basically because of a of shooting form number one yeah, pick Jim, well, And you can't and you cannot shoot if his life depended on it. he's
0: That's no, he is the he has way better defense than me but he's the epitome of how good i could be in basketball because everyone knows i have no shooting ability but if i worked on it i might be able to get decent at defense not as good as ben simmons don't come after me. Actually, do come after me in the comments. But I'm not saying I'd be as good as Ben Simmons. But that is legitimately the end of my usefulness on a basketball court. Is only to play defense and you know those
1: five fouls that that you get. But <clears throat> in that's the East, Simmons, it, that's what Ben Simmons has become. Right? That's what he's what he has become. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, in the
0: East, does that surprise you that Milwaukee is? Is running away having such an easy time, clinched the, the number one seed in the East and basically the number one seed overall.
1: It seems Milwaukee is, is getting their, 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 their. Their legs back under them after winning a championship two years ago, right? Obviously, they had that long run um, where where they had that tenuous year where half the games were with no fans, half the games were more with fans and stadiums, and then, then they ended up winning the championship over the over the Suns. Um, and obviously, last year was a down year, losing and losing in the first or I believe second round, first round, second round, whatever second it was last year. And this team looks like they got their legs back, right? Drew Hall is back, Chris Middleton's back. Their defense is just as good. And look, we, we we just talked about college basketball, but everyone's favorite person to hate on in college basketball is the starting shooting guard for the Milwaukee Bucks, and Grayson Allen, and and he has stepped up defensively. Everyone everyone still hates him, right? When the Bucks were in town here in Denver, everyone was still "fuck you, Grayson Allen." The Grayson Allen. It doesn't matter that we're Nuggets fans and have no, uh, no att- or no like no allegiances really? to yeah. Duke or North Carolina or whatever. It is fuck Grayson Allen, Grace and Allen uh, season, and, and that's, the, that's the mantra he's become, right? They have Bobby Poor still. They still have Brooke Lopez, who's, who's turned out an incredible career um, and reinventing himself every single year. It seems like guy who's offered Defensive Player of the Year. The, the Bucs have all, have all what it takes. And then obviously on the backs of one of the most gifted, and I say gifted, I mean most gifted individuals in the world, like what you see, seeing Giannis in person and seeing the behemoth that he is and the way he moves is just like, what the fuck am I looking at? It's like that should not be able to move like that. Plain and simple. And Giannis is, is why that's why he's called the Greek freak. And this Bucks team, look, Boston is as, as not falling apart, but they've kind of been coasting. They kind of coasting. Philly never really had a chance at number one seed. Boston, Boston was kind of coasting and not really worrying about it um, as much as the Bucks were. More like we've been there. We want the number one seed. We want that home court advantage because um, Boston, as 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 bad as it sounds, Boston knows when they go on the road, it's still twenty five. That minimum of twenty five percent Boston fans are being City. So home court does not matter as much to them as compared to Milwaukee.
0: I think that's true. Um- Gun to your head, at this point, who do you think is going to be the sixth seed? Who do you think is going to be the last spot in the play-in
1: tournament for the East? I I, I mean, the, the the seventh seed will be Miami Heat. It's, it's too far back ahead, and they've slid. They've slid, and, and it'll be Brooklyn as the sixth seed, in my opinion. Uh, and 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 Joel Embiid will finally get past this first round again um, for the first time in a couple of years. So kudos to kudos to Embiid. Um, I'll have a few things to touch on Embiid here after we talk about the Nuggets. But I, I, I look, Cleveland right now at the four or five, that's a very dangerous matchup for anybody. Like, they're going to give Milwaukee trouble, in my opinion, in the second round. They may, they're not going to test them the best. But if, 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 if Philly gets past Boston in the second round, if that ends up getting that way, I think Cleveland would have been the toughest test for the Bucs on the way to the finals. Cause I think the Bucs can manhandle the Sixers like they have well, a couple times this year already. So I, I, I do think that th- th- this is a three-team race. I think Cleveland has a better chance of Philly to go far, I, and, and, it's, and it's not because I hate Embiid. This is, uh, I know I'm biased over here, but I really do don't, don't trust James Harden. I don't trust Doc Rivers, and I don't trust their bench. plain and simple. And then I trust every other team in the top four outside of them to make it to the finals. I would not be surprised at all if I saw the Cleveland Cavaliers in the conference finals. Yes, they'd have to take down the Bucs, but I would not be surprised.
0: All right, let's move over to the Western Conference. Nuggets have a two-game lead, 52-27 and record on the season. Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, still the same. Golden State up to the fifth seed. Clippers at the sixth. Then the play-in tournament as it stands now. The Lakers, Pelicans, 7-8, and the T-Wolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder, the 9-10. Oklahoma half. City has a one-and-a-half game, half a game, half a game lead over Dallas. So,
1: that, Dallas is, is questioning um, sitting Luca and Kyrie for the rest of the season. That's how far they have fallen. That's it's crazy to think about. And as we're recording this, the Lakers are playing the Clippers. Um, so that may And the Lakers win tonight, they'll be the sixth seed. So that, that, that causes a whole other stir. Golden State falls back and possibly falls back into the, um, the play-in tournament, possibly the Clippers as well. The Lakers went well, out, as weird as it, it sounds, the Lakers went out, they'll be the five seed. That sounds weird. I know it sounds weird. That's how close five through ten is. And if they win out, I don't think they will. But if they do win out, which this may be already wrong because they may have lost to the Clippers on Wednesday night, um, but if they win out, they'll be the five seed, and they'll face Kevin Durant and the Spheric Suns in the first round.
0: Uh, As it stands now, it is early in the game, but they're down 15-3 with 826 left in the first quarter when we're recording this on Wednesday night. So like Nico said, by the time this hits tomorrow morning, who knows if that's going to hold true and it is way too early, but yeah, no, I really, I don't even think the Lakers, I know I haven't watched enough to know, but I just don't, from what I heard here the Lakers don't deserve to be in the playoffs. They should be in the play in game and and they should have to earn their way into the playoff tournament because I'm sick of LeBron. I will tell you straight out. I know that, you know, I'm on the opposite I'm on the opposite side of the argument. That's not even what I'm talking about now. I just cannot stand the dude. He, he's he gone to the point where he, the people that you look up to the most normally don't say a whole lot. They don't have to tell you how great they are. They don't think it's low-key. They're not low-key laughing their ass off that their son is better than half the dudes that play in the NBA. They don't make a big deal about it's, my, it's the most important 23 games of my career. And then sit out for 15 of those 23 games because you got a little boo-boo on your ankle and you'd rather drink wine the night before instead of actually train. And it, it's not because you have a receding hairline that you continue to paint on that headband. I don't even know if you wear the headband anymore. Get on Propecia, dude. You you can do it. That That's what I can't stand about man, and, anyway. and
1: I get that. I get that. I don't have hate for LeBron because of what he did for my family, quote unquote, and, and, and Chris. So, I, I will never have hate towards LeBron. That's plain and simple. Um, but I can have all the hate in the world to the fu- fucking Los Angeles, that that organization that is not off limits. Okay, <laughs> that is not at all off limits. And I could not stand the Lakers. I think they look if I'm the Los Angeles Lakers, I would much rather be the sixth seed. Because you look, plain and simple, you play the fucking Kings in the first round. Like, like I, I look, I love Sacramento's story, but if there's one team, Sacramento's got to slay some demons. If, 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 if there's, oh God, the the storylines of fucking 2001 all over again with That's the Kings and what That's I, what I'm saying. I don't know if it'd be the, the rival it, but but like I said, they want to be the sixth seed. I wouldn't want to be the fifth seed. I wouldn't want to play Phoenix. Phoenix is 8 0 with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Lab together. Fuck! That's the team Imagine, that just may have to, have to yeah. play the first round, right? Imagine two, one Hall of Famer and a multiple-time All-Star being halfway good. Like, yeah. I, oh, this West Devin Booker
0: so can hard. score in a multitude of ways. Multitude of ways, ladies and gentlemen. Very versatile, on and this, off the court.
1: This this West is just a fucking headache. And then you have our team that just fucking loses by 21 points to the fucking Houston Rockets with a chance to fucking clinch the one seed. Oh, I lost my mind on Tuesday night. I'll just put it plain and simple. I don't want to touch on it because I think there's a still chance. I'm pretty sure we locked, we're locked. we locked into the one seed unless we lose the last three games. And Memphis lose, wins the last three games because we have the tiebreaker Whoa.
0: over them as well. Memphis is losing by five with thirteen seconds left. So it looks like they're gonna be go down again. And and that gives us, helps an extra, us because extra game.
1: A, I'm pretty sure that gives us a half a game lead or half a game on clenching it. Because we were our magic number was one. <laughs> and then we fucking all we had to do was beat the taking for Wembenyama Houston Rockets, and we lose by 21 on the road. That 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 that's the epitome of this Denver nice team. Piss poor effort. Uh, uh, um, piss-poor fucking showing. Look, I I, I said it perfectly. On Tuesday night after the Nuggets game, I watched the abs and I watched the playoffs. Yeah, they went to overtime. They weren't going to fuck around. They knew what was at stake. They knew that if they beat San Jose on Tuesday night, they A, clutch a playoff spot, and B, are the number one team in their division. That's where they're sitting at right now. The Nuggets had a chance to face one of the worst teams in basketball. They fucking go out and fuck around. This is what scares me, Jimmy. This is what being a being part of Nug Life does to you. Because all of a sudden, this that team, if that team shows up in two weeks, we're fucking losing to the Pelicans in the first round. With Zion returning. That's what I'm looking at right now. And I don't want that to happen. I think this team has all the makings. But this team is fucking lazy. I'm glad Malone called them out. I'm glad us media in Denver are calling them out. Because I was a fucking... Poor piss poor performance, and and look, I still stand by Jokic being the best player in basketball. But the MVP isn't beats. Plain is simple, he dropped fifty two the same night you lost the Houston Rockets against. He, he dropped fifty two against. I think it was Boston. It might have been into Milwaukee, and you lose against Houston Rockets with a chance to lock up the one seed. The MVP is gone, and, I, and and I'm completely fine with it because there's bigger things that we need to worry about. I still think Jokic is a better player than Embiid, but Embiid has, has been a better player, quote unquote, this season in terms of points and winning games. So good for you, congrats, Philadelphia. You won something this year. It's the only thing you're gonna win. But the Jokic needs to get these fucking guys accountable. Thomas Bryant, the guy we traded two second round picks for, is losing minutes to DeAndre Jordan in these past four games. That's how bad he's been. Reggie Jackson is not even in the rotation anymore. Christian Brown is dominated over. You have guys like Peyton Watson that are fucking hungry. Guys sat in the G League for, for a lot of games, for a lot, for the majority of the season. And he comes in with, with his hair lit on fire and just flies around. This team has proved nothing. Nothing. You are not the Warriors. You have proved nothing. That you are right there with Memphis right now and proving nothing. And you need to go out there and prove that you're somebody in the West to be dealt with. Because right now, people are picking you to lose possibly in the first round, definitely in the second round, and not make it to Western Conference Finals as a one seed. If you're you're not going to lose the first round, you're going to get swept by Phoenix again. And it's time to fucking change things, right? You have the best player in your organization's history. You have a team that's well put around him. Get your heads out of your asses and respect the game and fucking take care of business. Because if you don't take care of business, we'll be having another fucking therapy session over here in um, um, the Bryant household of why the fuck this team didn't do it again and at least get to the finals.
0: As much as you would like to have the one seed and as much as you would like them to turn themselves around on their own, it's what we talked about with UConn losing in, in the tournament. You lose, you expose your weaknesses, you expose to yourself – We aren't the shit. We aren't unbeatable. We're not invincible. And and you know Michael Malone. Well, I mean, I'm sure Michael Malone's been saying it for a month, but you know he's not going to let it slide. But that's the weird thing about NBA players as opposed to, like, NFL, NHL players. Yeah, they love the team. They want to win for the team. But the NBA players have so much power that it's hard for a coach to ride you like that unless you have guys that buy in. Like Popovich, if he didn't have his three studs, that allowed him to dog cuss him and be a complete prick. Nobody else would have stood for it. It it takes the leader to be able to, to take that. And and I want to say Jokic is that leader. Unfortunately, I think due to language barrier and him just not being a very media out there in the media person. person. I don't know if that is, I don't know if that is, maybe it's Jamal Murray, but he's young. They got
1: to have somebody that's going to look them in the eyes and, you know, and and unfortunately, right now, those two people are Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan. First of all, DeAndre Jordan should never be on NBA 4. He's lucky that he's not over there playing in China with Dwight Howard right now. And, and Jeff Green, I love Jeff Green. He gives me one highlight donkey or... Well, my God, he should have been out of the rotation he, the halfway through the season uh, because of his inactivity with Blacko getting better. Obviously, with now Peyton Watson emerging, Christian Brown emerging, there's no room for Jeff Green on this bench anymore. And i that's your leadership, quote-unquote, and, and neither has that championship-level experience, right? You brought in uh, – the Avs brought in championship-level experience. Plain and simple. That's what got them over the top to settle them down when things weren't going haywire, Right? Right now, there's not that in this locker room, and, and it fucking hurts me to say this, but I, I'm 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 preparing myself for fucking for a disaster again. I really am. I'm preparing myself for another four-one loss to the Suns in the second round, or or a, a seven-game series in round one where you fucked around and 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 you went to seven games with New Orleans or whoever the fuck is going to be the eighth seed or seventh seed, whoever where we are, and you're just going to. Run into a buzzsaw again, and, and it's not, and we're gonna blow past our title window, and that's just nug life for you. It's it's brutal, brutal. Nico, why do you subjugate yourself to this? <laughs> I know. I live, the, I, 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 I asked the question the
0: already knowing the answer because I did I it for, for this team. I did I, it for I, a long, long time before the I Bengals actually made to me win proud.
1: Once in my lifetime, if they don't win once in my lifetime. It's gonna it's just gonna be very very unfortunate. That's all I need. If they win a championship, I will die a happy man. Playing some. I've had I've seen the Broncos one, I've seen Avs one, I've seen multiple, I've seen it, some, multiple Broncos, seen multiple abs. I Really don't care about the Rockies, but if I could just see one other championship in my lifetime, I'd be very happy. And and I think that this group has a possibility of doing it, but remains it to be seen.
0: Yeah, the Rockies winning a championship is a fantasy novel. That's not even close to the realm of possibility. So let's let's not bank anything on that. But let's do switch over to the team that you just mentioned, the Colorado Avalanche, the NHL. Uh, They are close to – I think they're now down to three games left in the regular season, a really big one happening – or. just finished on Wednesday night. Calgary beats Winnipeg. That's going to put the Flames into the last wild card spot, and Winnipeg goes from really? possibly winning the Central to now on the verge of missing the playoffs. Wow! Um, yeah, they they fell they fell hard. Shocking.
1: Calgary has been rough. They have been struggling. They fucking
0: hate playing for Sutter
1: just as much as LA
0: did. I didn't realize that, but now like listening to Chicklets and listening to those those guys talk. The Kings kicked Sutter out of their locker room. They wouldn't let him in the dressing room before the games. Like, yeah, you can set the lineups, but don't talk to us. Don't don't do anything. Like
1: you're gonna piss us off. The you're gonna throw old. us out of our rhythm. Very old. It's
0: so outdated. And that's I, I coach. I feel like I coach pretty hard. If you ask my youth parents, they probably say I yell way too much. But I'm not a I'm not a complete jackass. I'm no, approachable. I crack a time. smile every now and then.
1: Have fun every now and then, and, and and it's just an even keel. And and look, if Calgary squeaks in the playoffs and they play the ABS um, in the first round, or they play Vegas in the first round, whoever it may be, um, as 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 a wild card team, they'll face. It'll, he'll probably have a statement saying, "Yeah, we uh, it'll probably be a short trip for us." Right. It'll be it be a quick trip home. So hope the boys enjoy. Hope all the boys enjoy it. That's the attitude that you have in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. That's the coach that in 2023 is leading a team. And look, I love Nas, but fuck that, that, There's a reason why there's a reason why the Avs didn't pay him that much, and, and, and someone else did because 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 he's not getting the production he had here. playing and simple, and and you lose Kachuk, you lose Gaudreau, and I, honestly, I expected this. When we did preseason predictions, I probably had Calgary way higher than I probably should have. But you lose that many good players, and Nas is is a very good player. Don't get me wrong. But he's not your number one. He is not anyone's number one. He's a good number three, possibly a good number two. But he is not your number one guy on your team to lead your team, to – to, nah, not necessarily a leisure team, but be the guy to lean on in terms of getting points. Right now there's a buzzsaw saw number 29 on this team in Denver that people can lean on to get you a point at any point, um, getting that past the 100-point mark as well. And right now Calgary's trying to do that with Nas and showing that there's a reason why he was the way he was in Toronto. And there's a reason why at a 2C he didn't have any, any uh, uh, expectation here, any expectation at all, except just to come out and ball out.
0: Calgary's six, three, and one in their last ten. As it stands now, they would be playing Vegas because Vegas is way out in front of it. I don't think there's a chance we catch Vegas for number one overall fine, in the West. Not.
1: Not. As, as
0: it as it ends now, we have the we have games a game in hand on both the Stars and the Wild. We all three have ninety eight points. We have more regulation wins and less I go overtime losses. Too. Yeah, I, go I, I think those too. are a couple of the tiebreakers that we uh, hold over those two. And, and yeah, we did. I think won the season series against both, went two and one against both those teams. So that's where it stands now. We would be playing the Seattle Kraken. In their second oh, year of existence, yeah. they scored. They, they have ninety four points on the season. Like eh. great,
1: great t- that's awesome for Awesome, yeah. My it's God, good. that would be a fun first round matchup instead of fucking playing Dallas. I, I look, look, I, we we don't like Dallas over here. We don't like the Stars over here at all. But my God, you can't tell me that you'd much rather play Seattle than fucking Dallas, because <laughs> I definitely would. <laughs> I, well, I definitely yeah. would. I would, love I, would to definitely... Power. I would love to light up Martin Jones. And, look, I love Berkey, but that team is no offensive firepower. They're not there yet, but it's a hell of a story.
0: I think they could probably – like they, they would give they would more of a game. fight than – they would win. give more of a fight than Nashville. Yeah, win a game, yeah, possibly yeah. possibly so. scare you to win two, but not – like they're not pushing you to, to the – Dallas
1: probably push us to seven, six to seven. I, I, I would, I would say
0: I would say six. I I will give them enough credit to say six. Yeah, if Landy comes back,
1: uh, if Landy comes back, five. He's skating. Landy comes back five. He's on the road trip. He's not playing. He's been, he's been skating for a month. I know, but he has a non. He has a contact sweater on. He has a contact sweater on, and he traveled on the road trip. It's the first road trip he's traveled on since Finland, Jimmy. Back in fucking October, (laughs) when they went to Finland. It hurts me. It hurts me all season.
0: It's hurt me all season, and it's been a great season. There's, like, really nothing to complain about. I was listening to the game a little bit last night. I listened through the end of the first period when it was 2-0. I was thinking we were going to be in cruise control. Um, didn't turn out that way on Tuesday night. The Avs beat the Sharks in overtime, but that's where we get to this point, where they have the tiebreaker. They are the leading team in the central. But that two, whoever ends up in the 2-3, the 2-3 on the central side is going to be a – Freaking slugfest. I
1: hope it's, it's Minnesota and I hope it's Dallas because that is going to be a war. An all war.
0: Yeah. Whoever wins that series, it's going to be tough for them to continue That's on. That's why it's
1: so important to win your division. It's so important. Yeah. You want to have the title win your division. But the fact that you get to face Seattle in a weak Western Conference where you are probably in the best, you are easily in the best division in your conference right now, like to avoid those teams until at least maybe the second round, third round, possibly. Like that's a massive, massive momentum boost. It, so if you don't want to play landing the first round, you can have him back for the second round against them. So you can coast through Seattle and possibly get to to have him in the second round versus Minnesota versus Dallas.
0: Or Seattle's a good game for him to get back out there and get his sea legs underneath him again because he is gonna. I know that he's gonna push through, and the hockey players are tough, but he's gonna be. I think he's going to be a little bit lethargic. He's going to have quick legs for like the first day, but that first time where he has to – it's the, going to be the second game. It's not the first game that you worry about because adrenaline will take over. You can pretty much push through that initial barrier. It's getting out of bed the day after that worries me some way, especially, you know, he's hes getting it in his advanced age. I think he might be 30 now. I think he's he may. 30. Yeah, he, he's – they're young respectively, but he is the old elder statesman of the group. I'm just really excited to see him play because I'm McKinnon is in, in God mode
1: currently. He's also in God mode.
0: Miko is. Did he get his – he didn't get his 50th last night, He right? did,
1: I think. I'm pretty sure he – I thought he did. I don't think he – no, well, he he, didn't, tonight, he was going though. for
0: – I don't think he has 50 yet. Because when I was listening, he had a really close shot in the first period, and they were saying that it was the quest for 50. But I got it. I am quick yeah he's at 49 so he's at 49 goals miko 94 points 49 goals 94 points so he could also possibly it would take a couple really big games he could possibly get to the 100 point club but if I really wanted to get that goal because he's That's not going to win the heart he's not going to win the Ted Lindsay because it's Connor mcdavid's award this year but that proves if it was any other year if we could give this if we had to give this trophy to anyone else except mcdavid Miko Rantanen's in that conversation. He's been there it, all it, season.
1: It's the – oh, that guy's really good award. But, but no one really talks about him because he's the third star on this team slash fourth star on this team, right? No yeah. one talks about Miko Rantanen. It, it's like how people didn't talk about point and, and, and how people didn't talk about um, fucking – not Olak. What's his fucking name? Um, fucking – the guy who left for New Jersey. Oh, my God. That was on oh, a 10 a Palat, Andre plot There you go. Andre Palat. Like, people known, I knew there was an O in there somewhere. And for whatever reason they spell Andre with an O and with a J. But I Nico, that's, and that's,
0: I Nico and I have reached married couple level where I can read his thoughts. He just has to give me a little bit.
1: We we're way past that, buddy. We've been doing that for years. Um but 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 yeah, I I, I Nico is the unsung hero of this team. It's the guy that has picked us up picked this team up. You kept this team afloat when you had Val down, you had Mac down, you had Kale down. I saw the list of injuries, the games that the Abs have missed this season. The fact this team is still in contention for for the one for the for technically still the one seed, even though it's probably not possible, is crazy. It's crazy. You have a brand new goaltender, Jimmy, that has not started more than 15 games in his career, and it's single season, and a single season. Not started more than 15 games this career in a single season. That's thrusted in to the starting role on the on the defending champs, and you have this many injuries, and you are possibly you're possibly gonna win your division and you're quote unquote in contention for the one seed. So probably not gonna get it though. That is a, such a major positive and so is how well Bednar has coached these coached these guys, get them into the position of believing that if you get there, anything can fucking happen and you get if you get your start at the right time, like this seems like they are. Good things can happen. They're
0: grumpy too. Like they're not resting on the win last season. That was one of the first times that Jared Bednar, when he came out and talked about, we were both very upset about the Minnesota performance. And he said, we got a lot of passengers on this bench and we can't have passengers. We learned that last season. We can't have passengers on the bench. If you want to go to where they want to go to, <clears throat> it'd be a hell of a feat to do it back to back. I think like the, what you are saying, if they get the two seed overall, you get to play. Uh, Seattle in the first round. That's where you're set up. You're going to have to play Minnesota or Dallas in the second round. That's a given because you play your division before. Well, I'd you- much
1: rather have that rest, right? Like you can you need get it. You need it. You can do what you did last year, right? You fucking dominated Nashville. Then you go into a game that obviously you needed to get the monkey off your back. You knew it was going to be a grueling series against St. Louis, right? You knew that was going to happen. You can prepare yourself by winning the once or the winning your division by playing Seattle in the first round where you, where you could get back in four or five games where Dallas and Minnesota are gonna have to kick the shit out of each other. <laughs> Kinda how uh 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 St. Louis I'm pretty sure it was Minnesota last year. maybe I'm not who they played in the first round. It was it was Minnesota. It was Minnesota where they played that seven game series, right? You want to avoid that. You want to make life easy on you. And that's it, what this afc team knows that they want to do.
0: Yeah, it's you know it's a very simple matter. Like you don't want to What was the difference last year in the Western Conference Finals between Colorado and Edmonton? Edmonton was a two seed. They played three or two series that that went six games. They beat Calgary in game six in overtime in Calgary, and they beat L.A. in game seven in Edmonton. So they played 12 games going into the Western Conference Finals.
1: Ten. Yeah. Ten. I mean, that doesn't seem like that law, but it really is. In terms of playoff legs and everything, it's a major difference. And
0: that was the other thing, too. When we got to the Edmonton matchup, we were like, well, at least Sidle's not 100% healthy, and at least Darnell Nurse isn't 100% healthy. Like, they have McDavid still, and, yeah, that's going to be tough. But McDavid having to score seven seven goals in that first game or whatever he did, and they have still winning, that was, was where you were one. like, oh, they're they're so tired, they're so beat up, and we're better than them. Yeah. That's, that's just where it ended up. Uh, in the Pacific, we might as well talk about the Pacific – Vegas is the number one they have a three-point lead on Edmonton vegas at 104 Edmonton at 101 and la currently sits at a 100 points so they have a six they've all clinched their um spot division spots yeah so, so la
1: versus uh Edmonton again I think is not it again yeah change, it's change a, a, last year. that's that's not a fun test for Edmonton at all no it, it's it's not
0: and it, it Phil uh, la because of the fact that they have Kopitar, because of the fact that they have to know, and they still do... Now they're going to have Dowdy. They didn't even have Dowdy last year when they took Edmonton to oh, seven no. games. The only issue that is I'm really- seeing with them is goaltending. That's that's where I'm not 100% certain, but they should be, like... That, that'll be a hell of a rematch. I think these, these two, three matchups in the Western yeah, Conference um, are going to be fistfights.
1: They're going to be 100%. good fights. Obviously, it's not... Probably as highly touted as the Eastern two three is, but it's still going to be two two good two three two three matchups.
0: Yeah, well, the East is just a different level because Boston has one hundred twenty five points on this season. So we're, we're looking at the Eastern Conference now. Boston is the President's Trophy champions. McCurfs, Congratulations! McCurfs. Enjoy your second round exit. Enjoy it. It's going to be great. been Boston- ten years.
1: Over ten years since a uh fucking con- not, what, what's the word? President's I, Trophy. President's Trophy has won, won won the national championship. Stanley Cup. What a, wow, I'm fucking everywhere. Stanley Cup. Yeah, I, I I'm literally <laughs> thinking about so many different sports at once. It's it's why March is madness, Jimmy. And we're in yeah, fucking we're April. We're finally ended. into April. We're we're gonna be able to sleep soon.
0: But Boston, Toronto. Tampa, the three out of the Atlantic, Carolina, New Jersey, New York, three out of the Metro. Uh, Pittsburgh is behind New York. They're behind. He's behind Florida and New York, both by a point. Florida and New York have the two wildcard spots. Currently, they have 87. Pittsburgh's at 86. Those are the teams currently in the mix. But like I said, Boston... 125 points on the season. I think I saw somewhere they're going for the all-time league record or they passed the all-time league record, That's something like that. That's That's two curses. No, I know. It it makes no sense because they're going to have two curses in a row because remember what happened with the Warriors when they beat the regular season record of the Bulls? They lost in the finals. And I don't even know. I don't have confidence. The more I was listening back to our episode last week, the more I listened to other shows around, like, I don't necessarily have a ton of confidence that they're going to be able to walk through the playoffs like they had the
1: regular. There's more confidence in the reigning champs and the Colorado Avalanche coming out of the West than there is the team that is on pace for one of the best regular seasons in NHL history because of who they have to go through. Right, you're going to run into a second round matchup with possibly New York. That's not fun, right? You possibly a second, a third round matchup in, in with with Tampa Bay, who's been to three straight cups. Who, who, or 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 possibly Toronto Maple Leafs, who finally I won't say it, but look like they've halfway put it together. I Big know Big Daddy
0: Jubas put a, put a good team together.
1: So, so I, I look, it's it's there's a bigger possibility. I look, I would I would hedge more money on the Avs making making the the Cup final than the Boston Bruins because of who they have to go through. Cue and I, would, you could say that's bias. I know you could say that's bias for the Avs fans but look who they have to play. If I play Seattle in the first round, I may sweat out one game. Boston, like, like, like every round is going to be war. And maybe that's going to test them better for the cup final, which we thought would be the help for Tampa Bay. But look what happened, (laughs) right? Like last year, plain and simple. So I guess it remains to be seen.
0: Right now, as it stands, they would play the Islanders. Uh, The Islanders in the playoffs, I think would be a sneaky tough matchup. I don't think – I think it's a similar situation as as what we were talking about with the Abs and Kraken. Then in the second round, you have to get the winner of Maple Leafs and the Lightning, and that's where you're going to start to see chinks in the armor. And then if you win that, guess who you're greeted by in the Metro? Either Florida, Carolina, New Jersey, or New York. All very, very good teams. All teams that I would look across and go, well, better strap our skates up a little bit tighter tonight. Let's make sure we have our helmets t- strapped up because this is going to – physical. That's This Eastern Conference reminds me of, like, the older days of hockey. There's not as much fighting. There's no stage fights, but it's just physical. And Very they good. slash. They're they're active with their stick everywhere. Like, it's a full 200-foot game. I'm looking at these <laughs> – looking through Boston's just record line, 60-12-5 on the season, 125 points. At home, they're 31, 4 and 3. On the road, they're 29, 8 and 2. They've scored 286 goals and allowed 166 for a plus 120 differential. Oh, and they're 9, 1 and 0 in their last 10. Like, I, I could probably go pull up my PS4 and look at the NHL, what, my career that I'm looking at. And my Devils have probably won just about as many games
1: 19, 19,
0: 19. and scored as many points and single digit losses. That's ridiculous. In an 82 game season, having. Single digit regulation losses on on at both home and on the road. That's what that's the difference for the Ev's last year.
1: They relish playing
0: on the road, being was- able to win outside of your barn. Having twenty nine wins off away from Boston, that's a mental
1: edge. That is a mental edge. It absolutely is a mental edge because it's a like I said with the Celtics, right? Boston, whenever whatever stadium, baseball, football, basketball, uh, uh, hockey, they walk into there's going to be 25% Boston fans at minimum, at minimum. Uh, um, and, and the Boston Bruins take that to heart and they play fast. They play fast. They play hard. And it's and like I said, this Boston team looks very similar to the teams that won the cup final uh, in the 2010s. Absolutely. Right. They have a, a singular here. cup final. Singular Cup final. Either way, still still a Cup final. Oh, and I just
0: I'm not gonna let us give Marshawn any credit. He's not well, a multiple time champion.
1: I'm pretty sure they won something in the 2000s too. I, I may be losing mm-hmm. my mind. No, oh, no. Okay. Two, 2011 was like
0: the end of a long drought.
1: Okay, maybe maybe I'm wrong there. But I either way, this Boston team still has the legs to do it. Oh
0: yeah. No this this team is probably better than the 2011 team. And McAvoy, top three. Defenseman in the NHL, he's not a, not as not the same player as McCarr, but he is he he brings that he, all of the defensemen in the Eastern Conference. You're gonna lose some teeth trying to break their blue line. Oh, yeah, you Truba, Keandre head. Miller, Brett Letang, Brent Burns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who who do we just who are we just talking? Oh, McAvoy. There, nobody's gonna give it to you easy.
1: War. and then
0: Headman. Freaking Sergachev, yeah, Pat Maroon. It's a who's who. He's not a defenseman, but he's an enforcer.
1: It's 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 big boys. It's very big boys that you just do not want to see um, in a in a dark alley or along the boards and in in a scrum on on the the rink.
0: All right, let's wrap this up. We'll look at the Avalanche. What they're going to finish up their season with. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six games left. So, yeah, I, actually, I take back what I said. One seat is still on the table, especially if Vegas shits the bed. <clears throat> San Jose, Los Angeles, Anaheim. So you got the California road trip coming up for the rest of this week into Sunday. Anaheim, Los Angeles and Anaheim is a back-to-back. And you got next Tuesday, home against Edmonton. Next Thursday, home against Winnipeg. And you finish up the season on the road in Nashville. Um, that is the makeup from when the pipe burst. So that game wasn't going to be at that point, but it, it's when it ended up getting rescheduled too. So you got six games. I would say six winnable, very winnable games. Your toughest tests are going to be LA and Edmonton, the other two playoff teams currently. And both because- those
1: two teams may be sitting people, Right. Like they may, may they may be locked in and they'd be like, ah, let's, let's rest. Let's rest. Our but they all, right?
0: they both still have a shot at the one seed in the East or in this, in the Pacific too. And if they win oh, the they Pacific one seed,
1: I know they did.
0: Be, well, because Vegas has a three point lead and I believe they have five games left. The Avs have one more game left than everybody. The Avs and Preds do because of that one that got canceled. They could technically, like if they win, let's see, uh, uh,
1: might as well pull up. By, by that game, I, I, it may be out of reach. That's the only thing. What is that, three games away? Two, three games it away? It is three games away. That's why I'm so, pulling up
0: Edmonton's schedule to see.
1: So by that point, so they're, it may be out of reach, but we'll see, I guess.
0: They're playing Anaheim currently. They are – that game is still in the first period. It's scoreless. Then they play San Jose, us, and then San Jose. So they could get hot. And the other one that I needed to pull up was Vegas that I haven't got to yet. Edmonton Vegas, has a, has a shot to win out. Go ahead. And,
1: and, and, to, and I think, look, Vegas is, is a question mark for me still, right? They don't have stoner still Is Jack. I that is Is the guy to, to when you to get to, to a Western cross Finals? I don't know. I've never I, done I really it before. Never, I, this is going to be his first never, shot in
0: the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Never, never, never had playoff experience before. So that's, that's going to be a big difference in my opinion. And you have a goaltending carousel where Johnny quick, lost you the game last on Tuesday night. Uh, um, uh, some bad goals in the back of the net, and you're playing a ring around the rosy. I don't know why Vegas decides that they did this with Flurry. and they did this with Lanier, right? They're like, why the hell did you just not stick with one guy? Stick with the harder guy. Yeah, look, One of the things, look, the Avalanche last season could have just stuck with Frankie, right? They really could have. After what he did um, um, while while, while, uh, Darcy was injured, they could have easily. They said going to playoffs, Darcy's our one. Darcy's the guy that's going to get the puck when he's healthy. And Frankie knew that too. Frankie played those games like his head was on fire because he knew he would only get his chance in very, very, very few times. And that's going to be the same exact team. That's that's the difference between teams that win the cup and that 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 follow in the first or second round. You have a carousel, you're gonna be in trouble. You have to it, it's like having a closing pitcher, right? Like like as weird as, as weird as I'm giving it, it's weird. I know I'm giving a baseball analogy. Never thought that happened. But like when it when it was the two thousands and you knew the Yankees were in the playoffs in the ninth inning, you knew what the fuck was coming on. You knew Enter Sand was coming on. Plain simple. There was like yes they had they had uh, uh great other bullpen guys um throughout their time but it not matter who the hell who the hell it was that ninth inning the the guy was coming in Mo was coming in plain and simple look I'm not I'm not saying I'm saying Jonathan Quick is Mariano Rivera here but you gotta stick to a guy you gotta you gotta tell a guy we believe in you or else both guys throughout the playoffs are like fuck is it me tonight I don't know. Like your warmups change, your mentality of game day changes. Look, look, being being around professional athletes uh, uh, during the playoffs runs. Like Chris, Chris knew when he, what games he was playing during the playoffs and what games he could relax on. Because the way he fucking treated game day, he he did a a have his routine down or b be chill and relaxing. <laughs> it's it, it's one or the other, and depending on what the matchup was and what what that was going into that night. You have two goaltenders like that in one of the most important positions in the playoffs, that's going to cause you problems.
0: It is going to cause you problems, and Vegas finishes up their season. Their last four games is uh, home against Los Angeles on Thursday, so tonight when you guys are listening to this. Saturday they play Dallas. It's going to be one of those weird times where maybe we're rooting for the Golden Knights to get a win just because then it would open up the division door a little bit more for us, and uh, they finish up with – home and away against Seattle. So they're playing they're playing all all playoff teams left. So they're like you said they're going to have to figure out what their goaltending situation is and they're going to have to figure it out quick. But Western Conference as bad as it is, the race is very interesting. It can all, it can go a lot of different ways currently. I'm just glad that the Avalanche seem to be holding themselves together and I don't know if you saw McKinnon's quote from earlier today, but he's feeling dangerous even without their full lineup healthy. Like he, he's aware he's, lying. He's, he's, lying. He's, he's aware lying. he's in the zone and his play is pushing other people to be in the zone as well. We also still don't have Lekkinen, So Landy Lekkinen Manson needs to get back still. There's a lot of pieces that people are going to be like, oh, it's the fucking, the avalanche are, are burnt out. They're tired. What are they going to do to us? Oh my God. Is that Landis Is that Lekanen? Is that,
1: damn it, Manson too? They got That's them all back. The, bo- the boys are back the boys are coming back and they're co- and looking for trouble <laughs> as the song boys are, goes,
0: boys are back in town um let's let's get into the masters talk to me about the masters because you know i don't have anything prepared for them and then i think we we'll we'll discuss whether or not we want to get into the wwe or, or anything like that maybe just the main event but talk to me about the masters first
1: so so look look, there's one storyline, major, major storyline, obviously, going into this. It's the first Masters with the Live being active and the PGA being active. Last year's Masters, the Live for Liv's first Live Golf's first tournament was two weeks away. It was two weeks after the Masters. So all the guys that were still playing at the Masters were still technically PGA guys, right? Dustin Johnson's Brooks, the, Brooks Koepka of the Brooks of the world, Philip Melkinson's of the world, all were still quote-unquote PGA guys at the Masters last year. This year, you have that mass, massive divide, right? It's it, there there's a big question because you come into a tournament where it's a bigger field, right? It's it's not the 54-man field, right? I'm sorry, Liv guys, but you ain't you're facing double the competition. You're facing an you're adding an extra day to the tournament, right? Instead of three, it's four. Like instead of the 54 hold 72. Like, like there, there's some big things here, right? There's a lot of rivalries. There's a lot of bad blood. You have Brooksy taking shots at some of the other guys. You have Matt, uh, Matt Fitz, Fitzpatrick saying, if you all those live guys should never be able, be allowed to come back to the PGA. Um, having him come out, come out with that, uh on PGA Tour because they left, like, like like the high horse, right? The high horse is coming into effect. Those deals that they signed last year are are coming up, right? Brooks kept because. "Quote unquote has an option to to opt out, and it's quote unquote thinking about coming back. you would have to pay two hundred million dollars in fines, but but, but but it, things things get weird, right? So so you have the fills, you have the awkwardness of this 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 tension, right? You saw it at the at the uh." Not the U.S. Open. What was it? I think it was it was the Open, not the U.S. Open, but the Open Championship, where or no the Players Championship. Excuse me. Well, Camp Smith, who left to live, and last year, people remember last year's Masters. Him and Scotty were the last two, the final turn of eighteen, right? It was Scotty, and, and it was, was Cam Smith who fell apart in the last couple holes. And Scottie ended up winning. Cam Smith left for left live. Scotty, obviously nothing's changed in his life. Uh, as boring as, as as man can be, I, I love him still, and and he has nothing changed. And still PGA till he dies, and he's the number one golfer in the world. And you have those two possibly paired up on on a Friday on a Friday setting. That could that could cause the problems, right? At the Players Championship, Sky Scheffler stepped in front of Cam Smith's line. Yeah, that's it's it's it, it's it's a it's a <laughs> laugh at me, laugh at me all you want. But when a guy is lining up a putt, you stepping in front of him, it's 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 like it it, it's a punchable offense. Offense is all I'll say. It's a fuck you offense. As 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 big of a, it's a country club fuck you. I remind everyone, it's not a it's not it's not a goal like this. Fuck you. It's it's a stepping in front of the line. Fuck you. So that's 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 golf etiquette for you. But you have all these storylines going into this, and right now, it seems like it could be a four-man race. It really does.
0: Who's, okay. Who are the four?
1: Before, because I have no idea. I have no idea. The four, uh, obviously, Scotty. Scotty is, is the yeah. overwhelming favorite, being the number one still high scalper. Another guy that I like a lot, John Rom. Obviously, Rombo. Um, he, he's he's he been sick the last couple weeks. People don't know. People, he's been sick and had rough finishes. Before he got sick, dude was winning tournaments left and right. So he is back. He's ready to rumble. Then you have Rory. Rory, who – everyone loves Rory. So everyone loves Rory. It's because it's, yeah. it's fucking Rory. It's yeah. the Irish. It's it, it's, it, it's the Irish, and, and he is a guy that a lot of people are going to bet on because it's the fun pick. Because everyone's like, oh, maybe it's Rory's year again, right? Feels like it's been Rory's year uh, for a while. <laughs> Plain and simple. And then you get into the, the, the group of Jordan Spieth possibly. Dustin right. Johnson, a previous winter, possibly the JTs of the world, right? All those guys are hovering right around that. Yeah, they think they if they make a run, they can make a run at this.
0: Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson are the same person. I know that they're not, but once looking at the wind, them
1: PGA. On, one we like, one no, we don't.
0: I, I know, but when I was watching them on full swing oh, and yeah, they they're sitting yeah. in the private jet next to each other, I was like,
1: no, no, Jordan, Spieth, Jordan Spieth is one of our friends. So Justin, Justin, Jordan Spieth and Dustin Johnson played golf um, with one another their whole lives. Those are uh, the well, two. Yeah. Okay, then those yeah. two.
0: I didn't know the difference between – they could have told me that they were the other one, and I would have had no clue. I have twins in my class that I can identify easier than those two.
1: I, I, I commend you highly for that. I commend you highly for that. Um, another one of the storylines going on this weekend is the weather. Um, it is it is a forecast of rain that could mean for slower greens. Uh, um, and, yes, this is this is the nerdiness of me. I've listen. I listened to four golf podcasts this week alone uh, on trying to figure out how to bet this tournament, and I think I found my way to it. But the greens are going to be slower, and, 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 and in a tournament where the greens are usually – much more difficult because you miss the putt two feet one way you're possibly in the water you're possibly in the rough right like you you don't hit your putt nail on you you're going to be in trouble so and that could be a big bonus for foster wet greens for those afternoon guys um on on thursday and then friday so that's 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 the news thing um let me let me get to my picks for this year because i picked sky last year i won i'm very happy with me winning i won 300 dollars I'm not going to lie to you. I lost it all <laughs> th- over the course of a year. <laughs> so just not sugarcoating it to you all. So this is why you take golf advice and no other advice from me. Right. No other advice. So I have some interesting lines um, that I touch on a little bit of everything because there, there's top U.S. players, there's top um players you can pick a top the top live player to finish in the tournament top four champions different things like that that you can do a prop bet on basically anything you fucking want um mm-hmm. let, let me let me dive in so i'll, I'll save my winners till the end because i have two guys that i'm betting money on to win it all and it may one one's going to be surprising one i think won't be as surprising uh, but some of my profits that I like so far, Sky Shuffler, I'm not picking him to win. Hot take, right? I'm picking him to be the highest um, former winner. That means he has some Beatspeed Tiger company. i one pick- at plus 160 odds at a, at a sports book to be named later because we don't have a current uh, sports book as a sponsor. Um, those are the odds. I like those odds a lot. I think Scotty can finish top three. I don't think he's going to win. Because it's very hard to go back-to-back back and be the first person since 2001-2002, Tiger Woods, uh, to go back-to-back back in the Masters. So I don't think he's going to win. But I do like him to finish as a top uh, former winner. So i give me Scotty at 1 plus 160. Another one, Jimmy, I know you're going to like this one. Bryson DeChambeau to miss the cut 125. Bryson hates this course. Bryson fucking hates this course more than yeah. anything. This I just course. want to whack
0: the ball far, and this there's too many water. There's too much water. There's too much sand. I can't use my muscles, my it, all natural
1: muscles. He hates the course so much. I I look look. It, it is better. He, he it, hates it, the
0: course almost as much as he hates being
1: called Brooksy. Exactly, and 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 look, all the spotlight is not on Bryson this week, right? No one gives a fuck about him anymore.
0: I don't get. I could get. I no didn't one. even know he was in the tournament.
1: I, I didn't either until I looked at the lines. I was like, holy fuck, he's still in. The, he made this He made the cut. I thought he retired. Another, there's another interesting note that I will touch here in a little bit because there's some guys that will be reaching their last year of eligibility, possibly for the Masters. Um, but I'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, another guy to miss the cuts. I think that's an interesting one. Tyrell Hatton. He was a favorite going into the Valero Open last weekend. Um, He's been on a little bit of a tear. He's been playing very well. He said he hates the scores. (laughs) I cannot stress enough how tough Augusta is. Augusta is not for the weak-minded. Tyrell Hatton losing. I think he was preparing already for the Masters last weekend. The Valero and him. If you're looking at a long shot to miss a cup, plus 275 is not bad odds for Tyrell Hatton. Because, like I said, he's not played good here the last couple of years. And – Having a bad performance last week at the Valero and 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 these long odds, I'm taking it. I'm absolutely taking it. Um, next one, this is just a boost. This is a boost that I just like. I I, 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 I don't have any rhyme or reason to it. Um, the app, uh, you guys could probably figure it out on your own. I have Rory, Jordan, Cam Young, and Brooks Kapka all to make the cut. Um, to make the cut. Uh, so, so I, look, Brooksy. Actual Brooksy won won the live tournament last week, so people were saying, "Uh oh, look out for Brooksy." I'm like, "All right, he 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 hit the final putt in front of 150 people instead of uh, instead of a couple million. <laughs> it's gonna be a little different this weekend, is all I'm gonna say. So we're amazing to see. I still think he has a good performance. I think he after last year not making a cut, I think he comes back and makes a cut. I'll I'm um, with Rory. Rory's a big name, obviously. speaks very knows the course very well. Kim Young, a little bit of the wild card there. Um, That's the two that you're betting on that that they may push and struggle with. But I think all four of those may cut. Um, Now, let me get to my two winners. My two winners. I have a long shot, and I have a favorite. I'll go with my long shot. Uh, I'll go with my long shot first because um, where he be now, right? Where he be now, give me Tony Fee now. I'm going Tony Fee now. Good guy, Tony Fee now. Um, Look, at plus, 2,000 odds. He's been playing very well, right? He he got the monkey off his back, getting that getting that PGA oh. Tour uh, PGA Tour win last year, and I think he, he I think he wants it finally. I th- I think that it's finally a chance to possibly take a shot on him. Like I said, it's not it's not it's not a it's a five dollar bet to win fucking one hundred five dollars. Okay. I was Chihuahua. just about to ask
0: you. I thought he was cursed. He's not cursed right, anymore.
1: Hey hey. hey, hey. Where he be now, just get get the boys from Grind City over there and, and dancing for him and, and let him go nuts with with Tony Fino and let the boy get hot. Okay? Let the boy get hot. So so I, I like Tony Fino as a long shot. That's my favorite long shot. I'm not gonna be taking any of the long shots. And then like I said, my winner. I'm going with the Rombino. Give me John Rom. John like I said, John Rom was playing some of the best golf before he got sick a couple weeks back. And John Rom I think is as is, is it's very hard for something to repeat in Scotty or else I'd pick Scotty, but John Rahm at plus eight fifty odds. I love it. I really, really love it. And, and, and I think he has all the possibilities of running it, running it, running it again. Um, we're not running again, but winning, a winning a big championship. And I think it's his time. Um, you could say that he's one of the most decorated champions. Um, obviously with all the PGA tour champions, uh, championships, all the, um, non masters, um, um, uh, on Masters major championships, it's time for him to get that green jacket because I think he solidify he'll solidify himself as a champion eventually. So, give me John Rahm as my winner.
0: I it's funny that John Rom has come full circle now because if if people have listened to the show for a while, he was the first time that I got duped. And it was when he was warming up for the Masters a couple of years ago, and he did the one where he skipped it across the water. Oh. And I was trying to be impressive to Jeremy. I was like, I don't. I've been watching so far, and he like John Rahm got one in the in the hole through the water. He goes,
1: that was a practice. That it was a right. par three. It was a par three course uh, on Tuesday. They did that yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah. Someone sunk it. Someone sunk it on Tuesday too. I don't know who uh, it was, but. I think it was and, Scott. And yeah. It. And then,
0: and then they said, yeah. everybody tries to do that on that hole. I went. Yeah, I thought this was the first time. I thought it was a miracle. I, I went, I thought I witnessed golf Jesus. Nope. Everybody does it. That's just something everybody can do. Oh, cool. So I'll go sit in the corner again. That's okay, guys. I'll tag in and I'll tag in eventually.
1: But yeah, I will be the Degenerate. I will be watching. Um, I'll, I'll have it all on Thursday. Obviously, Good Friday. I'm sorry uh, to my family. But during the day, I'll, ha- I'll do all the other – I'll go to church. I'll do all that stuff. But the Masters will be on. And same thing with Easter Sunday. I hope everyone has a great Good Friday and Easter Sunday to those who celebrate. But I will be watching the Masters from Thursday to Sunday.
0: All right. Uh, did you bet? Since you are the degenerate gambler, did you bet on the WrestleMania final? Did no, you, you were no. able to bet I'm, I'm on not, the
1: WrestleMania final. I, I know I could, but why the fuck would I ever do that? I'm, 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 I'm a degenerate, but also I'm not going to. Uh, newsflash! I'm not going to bet on something that's uh, uh fucking prefixed. Or that you didn't have good. to bet the winner. They're, I know I didn't have props. To you got to bet I know, the props. That's not worth it to me. Still, I don't. Who's care. gonna go
0: for the first pinfall? Over under seven pinfall attempts. That's Is there no. going to be interference? That's there sick. was a ton of interference. So let's... Uh, oh, let's, there was interference. Why, All
1: right, Jimmy. I'll yeah, tell you where it came we're, from. We're, it came from fucking the, the villain uh, with the ugly-ass mustache and eyebrows. That's where the interference came from. But but we'll, we'll touch that here in a little bit. I don't know if you know about that story, but there's a other some other big WWE news that came out on Monday after WrestleMania. Uh, n- n-
0: no, I... I didn't see that, but I, I, I enjoyed this main event. It was, I felt like I was 12 years old again. Yeah. And my brother was very upset because my brother watches Cody Rhodes wrestle in a white weight belt with American nightmare that he painted on the back of it. If you watched our bull Pickham show, you've seen the belt and yeah, that was probably a pretty devastating way for that pay-per-view to end for him. But I was interested I wanted to see it's more like the behind the business stuff now that I'm, I'm interested in, but Cody being probably the biggest, he's the biggest face of the company right now. He's pretty much carrying the mantle that John Cena had for a while. Reigns is the champion, but Cody Rhodes is now the number one good guy. And he had one. He's a hell of an in-ring performer now. I don't remember him being that good when he was there initially, but he had the people invested like a lot. His entrance, the pop that you get, the way he was able to change. Like, you heard the crowd shift emotions three or four different times back and forth. Like,
1: oh, oh my God. Oh. And, and when he's doing out of the stadium, the air got sucked out of the stadium when he lost. Like 86,000 people. Silent. It, it was sucked. It was the same. I'm not going to say the same exact feeling, but very close to the Brock Lesnar defeating The Undertaker and breaking the streak. Like that was the quietest a yeah. building of a hundred, however many thousand people there were there. And I think it was in Dallas. Uh, I don't no, maybe it wasn't Dallas, wherever that it was, was in time, that was in
0: uh, Superdome,
1: Superdome, whatever that that losing that that quiet that big of a stadium, that quiet that will never happen again. Uh, but it definitely you could hear a pen drop, uh, uh, until the music hit for Roman Reigns. That's how shocking that was.
0: Brock Lesnar has come out and said it to and Paul Heyman, like. When that match ended against the Undertaker, it was not just oh, it sounded quiet. It was stunned silence, and it wasn't yeah, it wasn't on the same level. But just the story that they told was awesome. The fact that they're able to continue to hold my attention, and they held a lot of people's attention. People are going to laugh at us for talking about this. A hundred and sixty thousand people went to this event live. And however many more people, like the two of us, used our peacocks, Peacock here. subscriptions and watched four hours of WrestleMania. I know you didn't watch all four hours, but there are guys out there that watched four hours of WrestleMania Saturday and then oh. turned around and watched four hours of WrestleMania on Sunday, too. And not all of it was good. Wow. I, I The Lesnar match sucked on Sunday. Uh I, I didn't necessarily care for the Cena match. That one was just fucking... That was like when we watched Sting wrestle The Undertaker, the year that you came over to my house, and we were like, this sounded cool, but this should have uh, been, like, 10 years earlier because oh, yeah. John Cena with a bald spot is not John Cena. <laughs> and Austin Theory sucks. I just can't get behind Ooh, that.
1: Who again? Who, Jimmy? Who? Yeah. Ooh. A-Town.
0: A-Town down. Um, Bro, but, but Did you see that they made him walk out first? <laughs> The champion had the first entrance against Cena.
1: I, I, I would I would have kicked off WrestleMania with the, with the John Cena's music. I thought that was also a mistake. Like, like talk about fucking kicking off WrestleMania, fucking Cena's music, and that gets the people going. <laughs> I'm sorry, it does. <laughs> so I think that was a mistake. But yeah, talk about mistakes. Um, a huge deal happened Monday night. Huge or not Monday night? Monday the middle of the day. You the people who own the UFC, Jimmy. Now own the WWE. Yep, you heard that right. The same company that currently has the, the owning rights, the UFC, currently owns the WWE. I don't know the name off the top of my head, The WWE has sold uh, um, its, its share to to a, to a, to its uh, to a stakeholder. I can't. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I'm sorry. You can probably look it up. I'm getting one. it.
0: I'm looking it up.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, if you look at Vince McMahon right now, the dude painted his eyebrows worse than a fucking college sorority girl going to her formal. Like the, the dude has has the evil eyebrows that go like that, just up. Not so, this, up. and And has a mustache. Look, this is a mustache, ladies and gentlemen. That's a good-looking mustache. He has a mustache that was hand-drawn by his makeup artist. It is hideous. And, ladies and gentlemen, he's back. He's back running creative. And people are not happy about it. Look, I, for whatever reason, before the national championship, men's national championship on Monday, I threw on Monday Night Raw. Because the Monday after the Monday after uh, WrestleMania is supposed to be the returns, it's supposed to be the, the 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 um the what the fuck you call it the the, the, the introduction of the, 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 the the brand new people coming back from injury the the um, new signings come, playing in a play and instead I got Brock Lesnar fucking F5 and Cody Rhodes and 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 the main event that didn't even go on.
0: And
1: whooping the I, shit I, out of them too. I, and, and like that's, and, and we got mid matches, mid fucking mid. I, 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 I kid you not, it was, I stopped, obviously, I stopped watching for the basketball game. But the, I saw the, the viewer count and it was, it was the biggest drop off a Monday Night Raw has had in, I think, over 10 years. It was that bad. And, and if Vince McMahon is back in creative, there's going to be some problems. There's going to be some people leaving, guys like Jay White. I know I'm pulling names out of my ass right now, but I watched Indy's wrestling somehow a little bit. Um, left for AEW, a guy that was apparently WWE bound. Supposed to come Monday Night Raw. Didn't come. Randy Orton didn't come save. Um, Cody Rhodes, you you threw this dumb story in with Brock Lesnar for no fucking reason that no one asked for, that no one cares about. Oh, if I get ooh, that
0: again against Roman Reigns, I'm going to be pissed. Because
1: No one cares anymore. I, 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 it's, it's, look, there's a reason why I watch it two nights a year. It's WrestleMania, it's Royal Rumble, and the rest of it, I, I give a little bit of a fuck. But it's it's very minimal anymore. Yeah,
0: I like uh, I like Summerslam too, but that's also a rough memory because the first Summerslam that I ever watched was when John Cena got F five fifty or not F five German suplex sixteen times. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are we Jimmy, doing? Why am I watching this?
1: Jim, that was how long ago? Fifteen years ago? Ten years ago?
0: Don't it, it wasn't ten.
1: They're, they're, uh, Jimmy, they're still but, doing the same shit, right? Subek City is still the main storyline in the WAB. Here we are, ten years, fifty years later. Think about that.
0: It's it's not. It's eight. It's nine.
1: Either either way, it's because. But that's line. the crazy
0: thing about this. That year you guys came over for the WrestleMania party. That was ten. That was ten years ago. Yeah. When yeah, we watched, absolutely. you know, Rollins cash in and and Lesnar almost that
1: was. That was, that was not peak, but that was very good wrestling. It was this good. right now I'm just like I hey, that cool. This Fine. right now has
0: like good a couple good stories. Like I like the Uso story
1: and I like yeah, a great story Cody Rhodes' make, a story, but I like uh, Cody Rhodes' story, but in the end they're just gonna fuck everyone and give and just give whatever makes them money, quote unquote. And right now Rowan Reigns, for whatever reason makes them money they think.
0: He, he's the biggest heel. He's better as a heel than he was a face. They were oh, trying yeah, to push him as the, the new John Cena. And now he's just like, he's, and he is good. That match was really good. He's better than he, he used to be, but man, I don't know. It, we do have a couple WWE podcasts here on the variety sports network that everyone should check out. And if they're listening, I'm more than willing to come on. And I've talked about wrestling on multiple different podcasts. I was on our, our former wrestling show that we had on our old network. That was a little bit interesting. I was talking TNA, but I'm more than happy to come on, talk WWE, AEW, old WWE. I was more of a ruthless aggression era kid. I know you were too. wasn't necessarily the attitude era, but it is still – it'll never go away. I don't know what yeah, it is. I can watch – if I'm bored and there is – if it's not football season on a Monday night, I'm probably watching at least yeah, a port.
1: Like 10 not, minutes. If there's not basketball or hockey or some other sport on – there's probably a chance that I, that I browse through the channel. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll watch that tonight. I'll think yeah. about it.
0: I, w- I just sometimes I watch it to see how dumb it is because the dialogue sometimes
1: you're like, come on. how the fuck did that come out of your lips? How the fuck <laughs> did I ever like this? Oh, did you see cool?
0: Rey Mysterio spanked his son, belted his son on national television? what did you think of that one? That was and the interesting. That's interest-
1: the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome, thank you for coming to the far end of the match. Where all right, the all
0: right. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm joking, okay. I'm joking. I'm joking but yeah, I, cool for Ray, I guess. I don't know. I don't get. I don't get wrestling storylines anymore, Jimmy. It's 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 that my. Was a continuation my from our childhood? Though. I know you're not you're not my father anymore. That's the storyline that we've come to, I guess.
0: Well, they'd be, that, that was the. Mom did, mom do you later. remember? Did you watch when Eddie and Ray had the custody, the match for custody rights of him when he was young? That's that was the trippy part for me because now he looks like Eddie Guerrero, but Eddie Guerrero is my that was my homie. That was that was my guy for a long time, and I don't know. It was strange. Snoop Dogg being there also with Shane McMahon blew his knee. Shane McMahon blew his fucking knee out I guess
1: run, I guess on my family. bingo
0: card that I didn't think would ever happen again. I'll take Shane McMahon blowing out his knee on WrestleMania and them having to switch Damn. to Snoop Dogg clocking the Miz and not being him. in the
1: match and then and then knocking out the Miz, which should have been a disqualification, quote unquote, and then also should have been a why, should have been a why the hell did you let him pin him? But you know, that's just the 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 um, the, the, the mark that I am, I guess. Yeah, it's
0: it's shout it's, out.
1: Yeah, shout out Snoop for right, right, they have the show going on.
0: Snoop is living his good life. That is one one thing have. that we all know for certain. Have. Yeah. Uh that's gonna bring us to the end of episode 132. Thank you guys for listening, watching whatever you guys are listening on. Please make sure you're followed. If you're followed, unfollow and refollow, tell your friends. Check us out every Thursday here, both on our feed and on the variety sports network at variety underscore sports underscore. Check out their YouTube channel as well. We're gonna get some of the network shows going back up again. I'm sure we'll do live playoff reactions when it gets to um, NBA and NHL playoffs. So I'm gearing up mentally. Right Right around the corner, corner. five games, six games left for the Avalanche before we're talking about playoff hockey.
1: And as we're recording this, Memphis lost. Nuggets are the number one seed. God bless. That's I I don't play anyone that actually maybe play them just to kick their ass, but the Nuggets are the one seed. So. We, we fucking Ladies. did it. We, Ladies and gentlemen. oh we did it. We got oh, my him. God. Joe, we did it. We got it. We're ambulance, Joe. We did it. Call an ambulance. Call an
0: ambulance, but not for me. <clears throat> All right. We got to get we gotta get some sleep. Enjoy your Thursday. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you guys for listening to episode 132 of the Far Under the Bench at FEO2B Pod. Uh, for myself, Jimmy Palato, my co-host, Nico Bryant, we will see you guys next week. Peace if you don't stay down and you never quit come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench